live now. Uh, welcome in to the final DNVR Avalanche podcast of the 2019-2020 season, officially. As the Avs fall to the Dallas Stars 5-4 in overtime in Game 7 of the second round of the playoffs. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by Evan Rowell and A.J. Hayfley. This podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Um, before we get into the show, I was, I was going to try and retweet it, but I can't find it. And to be honest, I just, <laughs> yeah, I, we'll get no, into the show. I'm not going to care enough. We'll, we'll break down our feelings and, and all of that stuff. But I did want to speak for myself first in, this was my first year actually covering the Colorado Avalanche at the DNVR. Yeah. How was it? If I ignore what I'm feeling right now, it was great. How, I mean, how was it? What do you mean, how was I'm it? I'm blaming you for the pandemic. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because yeah. of COVID, your first year. This whole season is my fault. Go ahead and, and blame me for it. That's fine. Everybody's blaming me for it because I said I didn't have any respect for Dallas, and I said they sucked. So <laughs> I said the Blues sucked last year. They won the Cup. So. I mean, Dallas kind of sucked. Uh, you know what? <laughs> But, like, I would gotta, like to say... It's fu- it's funny. You, <laughs> you give them credit, man. They were down three different times in this yeah, game. Yeah, they came back every single time. And they just kept finding ways. And, you know, we're going to get into it. Michael Hutchinson turned right back into the Andrew Hammond pumpkin. It was yep. just he had a better team in front of him, so it was more competitive yep. than game six against Nashville. Like, it sucks. But I mean, you look at you look at some of the goals, and you're frustrated, and you're like, "Look, if they have a if they have a starting caliber goaltender, that shit doesn't happen." But it happened, and they didn't have a starting caliber goaltender, and it still shouldn't have it shouldn't have mattered. Yep. They had every reason, and the, they had every opportunity. They put themselves in position to close that out. I'm not making a single excuse. I don't want to talk about injuries. I don't want to talk about any of that nonsense. Because they had the lead. You had a, a 4-3 lead with three and a half minutes to go in the third period. Yep. And you can't close that out. You can't even hold it for a shift. You can't even hold it for a shift, man. I just... You know what? It's... It sucks, dude. It's, yep. It, this sucks. It's that simple. It, it sucks. It sucks that our ride ends like this. It sucks that we don't get to do another one of these. It sucks that now... You and I are going to have a long-ass meeting on Monday morning. About talking, draft coverage. Talking about draft coverage. It sucks that now they're going to be picking in the top 25, maybe 26. Whatever. I'm yeah. not 100% sure on how they're doing it yet. It's It sucks that McKinnon saved maybe his worst postseason game. For the for biggest game, one. For game seven. And that's how you develop a reputation. Yep. And it and, and shouldn't be earned. There's no way they come within 4,000 miles of even getting here without that guy being straight-up transcendent. It sucks that Miko Rantanen played maybe his best all-around game of the entire bubble, doesn't get rewarded for it, and now has to go home. Yep. It's It sucks that Michael Hutchinson, as much as I might be frustrated with him right now, it sucks that he has to try and wear this. For his entire career, he's going to wear 
a game seven loss as the goaltender, knowing he had it, and he couldn't handle a simple rebound. In a series that he shouldn't have even been playing in in the first place. Which, I mean, it is what it is, right? Like, it just... It's, it sucks that we're not going to get to do any more of these post-game pods. It sucks that we're not going to get to see this team that's so good and so close to being right there. Yeah. That we don't get to, we don't get to see them continue to play for the COVID Cup. It sucks that the quest for, their ast- for the asterisk is done today. We should have titled this podcast, It Sucks. <laughs> it it does. There's I don't know how else to put it. Uh, Evan, your thoughts? Any any echoing AJ's? Uh, I'm sure, but yeah, it uh, that fourth goal is gonna haunt them for a long, long time. I I haven't watched the overtime goal again. I'm not sure if I will, but that fourth goal is just you're on such a high, and then. Whatever you, the you hell feel like that, you did it. Whatever the hell that was happened. Like that was ridiculous. They win a face off and Kadri just blows it at the blue line, does God knows what. Yep. Yeah, him and Graves just run into each other. It's just like Puck's turned over. They even get an initial save from Hutchinson, but it's a terrible rebound. The Avs are completely chaotic in their own zone and it pops right out to a star and it's an easy goal. Two two post double post and in. By some guy who's never gonna who had a wide open net to shoot at, life. and it still took two posts to go. This in guy's the net. never gonna have a game like this again in his life. Everything about it sucks, man. It doesn't feel good right now. It's that simple. And honestly, this one, the it's, this isn't a complicated thing to get into. The Avs had a four-three lead with three and a half to go. You can't hold on to that. You don't deserve to be in the conference finals, continuing to play for the cup. And it yep. sucks that they, they came out in overtime and they had the chances. They they looked better. Therefore, I, I believe that was the only shot on goal Dallas registered in yep. overtime. They had and a they couple scored. of other and it's just opportunities. Like, but is that is this not the indicative of the entire series? Pretty much. Is that they just capitalized on their chances and Colorado didn't? Like, they scored two five-on-five goals. I'm sorry. Yeah, two five-on-five goals in this game. That one was a goalie pulled because the Azure had a penalty. Exactly. Yeah. Two power play goals, a six-on-five goal because of the extra attacker. Oh, wait. I, I forgot they scored five. <laughs> and and two, the last two yep. were five-on-five goals in an area in which the Avalanche just outplayed them all game. Yep. And it's frustrating. And, and you knew. It was so predictable. They score on both power plays and with the, with the extra guy pulled. How does Nolan Pratt keep his job? Like I have and I've And I walked into the postseason saying, regardless of what happens, I doubt – both assistants I are doubt still there. Yeah. goes anywhere. But but you look at this whole series and you say what, special teams was yeah. a fucking disaster. Well, like, you look at the, they got outscored on the power play. I'm trying to do the rough math counting today's games. I think they got outscored nine to three on the actual power play. On the actual power play, that not does the not, like bonus second after. Well, or what, that doesn't and, count the yeah. extra attacker goal that they scored today. Yep. If you want to count that one as a six on five, then it's ten. I think I think the Avs went four for thirty or something like that. And and I'm and I just it's just not good enough. You can't get you you it, it undoes every single thing that you do at five v five when you give everything back on the on the PK. And you know what you know you know what really sucks is that that confer that confer call is not even a penalty. Yep. 
It's not even a penalty. Coincidental contact. I mean, it's not. It's just not. It's not tripping. It wasn't it's a, even contact. It's it's classic. It, but it's a classic game seven call where they make sure. Okay, both teams had three power plays. Well, and, and and it's a classic optics call because of where the guy is standing. He's standing behind Radulov and Comfer, and so he just sees Radulov go down with Comfer behind him and calls it a trip. Yep. And then when you watch it on the overhead, they have that camera on the board at the very top right on top of them looking down and you see it's just not a penalty yep and like it's and you know is, is my complaint that they scored a, an important goal on a power play from a penalty that that wasn't a penalty i guess <laughs> i guess that's my that's that's my frustration my frustration is also that had they killed one power play and they they killed the first 90 seconds of it yep perfectly and they could not they couldn't put two minutes together on the PK. And that's the difference in the series. And and we we talked about the preview coming in. We said they had to they, they can't give up they can't take penalties. You can't go in the box. They're gonna lose the special teams battle, and then they're gonna have to climb uphill at five v five. And that's exactly how it played out, and it's just and the thing, like everything about it's disappointing. You can't man. even. There isn't even any blame on Hutchinson for the power play goals because they were all tipped. Right. There was no way your goalie was saving those. Your team just can't put yourself in that situation if you're the Avs. Uh, to be I honest mean, that, with you, that first one he was kind of flopping around like a fish. Yeah, the first one. The first one you could. Even that one was a crazy bounce. Like, and I mean. If he just stays, if he just stays, right. All he has to do is stay knees. tall, and he, it hits him in the chest. Exactly, but. and it's not a goal. And instead, he flops face first on the ice like he's going for something, and you're just like. But if you're why? the Avalanche playing in front of him, you can't put your third string goaltender in that situation anyway. Like, of, well, and this is where Ryan Graves went from a guy looking like he was a, he was going to earn a three year deal worth three or four million dollars this this off season. To a guy that I wouldn't give more than one at right you're now. You're giving him a prove you're an NHL or deal all of a sudden. I'm, I'm not giving him more than one, and I'm not trading Nikita Zadorov unless I absolutely have to. It, Nikita Zadorov was probably the Avs' best defender in this series. You could probably make a case for Kale McCarr in a couple of games, but on the defensive side of the puck, so, it, Z, Z was their go-to guy. And yeah, it's not consistent. We already know that with Z. Right. But when it shows up, this is he without him the abs don't take this to a seven game series like so many of yeah. these guys gerard mm. i thought gerard stepped up those last three or four games too but gerard step up was he as got much better. offensively as it was defensively. he got uh, he got better in the series and it culminated with gerard being awesome today gerard was it's like if we could see is, this sam gerard even 70 percent of the time Sam Gerrard would be stupendous. And uh, hockey is cruel, man, because a lot of the Avs' best players in this game have basically nothing to show for it. Yeah, that's true. Like Vlad, Vlad Nemestikov was he a, didn't do a anything virtual in this game. no yeah. show, and he finished, and he scores two, two goals. goals. It's such a buzzkill to see those injuries before the the game starts. You see those injuries, and then you see the guys replacing them are. Sheldon Dries and Kevin Connaughton, and you know, I mean, did Connaughton even play ten minutes in this game? We can find out, but like Dries did what whatever he had to do, but it's just like, come on. Kevin Connaughton played six minutes and fifty-eight seconds in this game. I thought he got benched after the third goal from Dallas. Second. 
Second Cause, goal. Because, yeah, he was down low. Yeah. He did what he yeah. does. He goes down low, and then McKinnon's playing defense and in then the offensive zone, and that's what leads to the breakout. They snuck him out there for one overtime shift. And it was terrifying. It's like, why? Like, if you don't trust the guy, at least put in someone who's more talented that you also do not trust. I... That's, that's the comment the that right we were there. going to get to. That's exactly what I tweeted that. out. I said 2014, yeah. 2020, same difference. It's, it, AJ and I both talked to each other before the show, but even before overtime, I looked at AJ and said, I've seen this movie before. We, t- we started talking about it at 3-2. Yep. We started talking about Minnesota and how this Wa- was. Watching Dallas claw their way back from the yep. one-goal lead again and again and again. And it's like. It, it I know like this avalanche team. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> and it did. Unfortunately, it, it played out the exact same way, basically. How much did McCarr play? McCarr played 32 minutes. He looked exhausted the entire game, I thought. Like, he just... He, he was making mistakes of... He and Gerard had a body swap? Yeah. Where it, one guy was driving the net with the puck and yeah. creating and was dynamic. And it was Gerard. Yeah. And then the other guy was content just throwing pucks from up high and getting them blocked. Yeah, he just looked like a guy that was... Can we get those tired. guys to have a, a good game at the same <laughs> damn time? No, apparently. Yeah, maybe next year. Yeah, this series might have changed some defensive decisions going into next year, which is in like 45 days or whatever Dude, the heck I'm, it is. I'm sorry, but after watching this, if Bowen Byram's not on the opening night roster next season, they failed. Yeah. You find room for that guy. You find room for that uh, that kind of dynamic talent. You find You find room and you believe in your process. You drafted him for a freaking reason. I, you brought him to the bubble for a reason. I'm comfortable. Believe in what you've done. Throw him out there. And let's get going. I 100% support that, but how do you make that work? You know, we're going to have all offseason to talk about it. We're yep. going to have a whole freaking month to talk about it. And it's going to be because a conversation because right now, I don't know if I'm comfortable with Kevin Connaughton as the seventh D. No. I have no idea don't. if I'm comfortable with Ryan Graves Fucking as an everyday brother. player. It's, it's going to be a long, long conversation when we get there. Yeah, I got my pre-playoff hot take correct, unfortunately, about Graves being exposed a little bit in this playoffs. And, and I thought, I mean, Ian Cole had all the luck in the world during the regular season. I thought he looked pretty bad all series, I don't, too. First, I don't understand why the Avs kept going back to the well of having Ian Cole take a point shot. I Almost worked. <laughs> that one time. It, That's why it almost worked. He, that one time in he, 15 For games. the record, Ian Cole finished this game with zero shots on goal. <laughs> Got it. So he, wait, he played the third most on the D, didn't he? Yeah, he played a solid 20 minutes. McCarr played 32, Gerard 29, Ian Cole 20. I mean, at that point, you're not, you don't trust any of these guys. Yeah. You don't, trust, you don't trust Kevin Connaughton. You know, Ryan, Ryan Graves has been an abomination all series. Ian Coles looked like he just got old all of a sudden. Like, Kale McCarr and Sam Gerard were the only guys that you were ever comfortable throwing out there on the ice. I know. Is you it, don't like any of these other dudes. Did any wonder McCarr was tired when those – on overtime – that game, what, what, 10, 10 minutes into overtime? And those yeah. guys – three guys, four guys didn't even hit 20 minutes on the D? Like, that doesn't make sense. 
Like, Nikita Zadorov was great in the postseason for the most part. Outside of game one, he was pretty bad. Really I, bad. The, and then he... It, I mean, that's, that's Nikita Zadorov. Yeah, like most of the team was in that game, but... but and, I mean, round one, he did his job. It's... So that's frustrated why by this. This whole... This playoff... Might have, it could have changed what they do on D next year. The, you never know. Um, maybe the most frustrating part about this game is the Avs couldn't trust their bottom six forwards for most of this series either. And then they come out there and they get some of these goals. Sorry, but like, their Pierre Edouard Belmar was a revelation during the regular season, and he disappeared for most of the playoffs. But there was. I mean that the hard cap on his offensive ability became very, very apparent. Outside of one really ugly Ben Bishop night, yeah, where he was a black hole offensively, and you've got to look—you've got to have a serious conversation about maybe that guy's your thirteenth forward. Yeah, the he, fact that the fact that he's not chipping the puck ahead and letting Logan O'Connor race behind a guy that he's going to outskate for it, and he wants to carry it in. And try and get, get and try and get cute with it, bro. Don't, just. You should know better. You're supposed to be this. You're supposed to be a smart, crafty veteran that knows what he's going, will know what he's doing, and high <laughs> IQ and all that. And it's just like. He's their third center too. That's how, because that's how the staff ran in the playoffs. Is that that was their third line, and. Man, I did not think we were gonna have to see Sheldon Dries. Again in the playoffs, and pretty much worst case scenario what, came into play. Four minutes, six. What's the difference? There isn't one. It's two minutes. And hey, you know what? Sheldon Dries had moments. He almost scored that one time. Yeah. He almost, he almost won. Which one of you five hundred dollars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. This is. This was a bizarre world LOC game. was awesome. They had plenty of great stuff. Like we said, Rantan played his best game of the playoffs, and he had one cheap assist, and that's it. The Avs, the Avs couldn't finish. They had three one-goal leads, and they couldn't stretch it to two, ever. I mean, you need five goals in game seven to win? I mean... Yeah. Look, what we've seen in the past from Joe Sackick is that when things go wrong, he gets a little frustrated. He aggressively attacked the forward depth last year. Great. The forward depth showed up today. We've talked about secondary scoring as like a thing. They did all the scoring today. Yep. But now it's time for him to attack. He's got you got to find a real solution to goaltender. Like after after what happened against Nashville and Andrew Hammond starting playoff games, he was like, nah, I'm going to go get me two starters. He had Varley already, so he said to wait for that guy to get healthy, and he had Groovy. Okay, They're, they have to make a move at goaltender. They have to do something. Go get a real starter. Go get a guy with some sort of a track record. Don't go get another backup and try to, try to pray him into a starter. You know, try to... A lot of teams go that route. It makes a lot of sense. It's cost efficient. If you get it right, you're a genius. If you get it wrong, you do this every two or three years. Go and get a starter, lock down that position, and let's get let's get on with it. I think we're going to look back on this team. Five years from now, we're going to look back on this team, and it might be the fourth or fifth best team in that time well, frame. Well, that's at the goaltender position. Michael Hutchinson won more games in this series than Pavel Francouz did. Yeah. 
if Pavel Francouz gets the Avs to one win. <laughs> also, hello. <laughs> if Pavel Francouz gets the Avs to one more win in this series, and there were at least two games that the Avs probably should have won, then we're not even talking about this. This game seven doesn't even exist. I mean, if either team got average goaltending for even half the series, this game seven never even comes close to happening. Yep. Like, the difference was was that they had an established backup who's been a productive NHL player for a long time who had a, who was coming off a, a series of, or season in which I think he had a 930 save percentage. Was excellent in the You were fine writing Anton Kudobin. You yep. were like, look, we're comfortable giving this a go. The Avs threw a bunch of question marks up in the air, and nobody caught him. Yep. Nobody wanted to. They did. A couple guys had chances to win jobs and to and to change their futures and to shape their careers, and do it. That's fine. Like, you're not you're not realistically asking those guys to be that guy for you. Right. Like, it's great that you learned that Pavel Francouz isn't that <laughs> guy for you. You already knew Michael Hutchinson wasn't. You were just trying to get really lucky. That. Yeah. Look, once they And hey, for a deadline acquisition where you gave up Callie Rosen, the guy went three and one for you and more than you ever expected, for sure. The one losses in games. I would I would trade the Detroit game for the game seven one. Pretty that, easily. But but what? No, I'm just <laughs> That's it, uh But you know, I, I mean you're not if you're again, I don't even want to make a I don't even want to make any bones about asking Michael Hutchinson to win game seven. Because, look, injuries are largely bad luck. It's bad luck. It sucks. Yep. It's not something that you could just sit there and be like, oh, well, they're going to happen. Yeah, injuries do happen, but and they shape every postseason. And the championship teams are never as injured as the Avs were this year. Right. <laughs> and, like, we have to – this has largely been depressing, yep. of course. But yeah. we have to – you got to be real here. Like, this was a team – this was a team that was missing a ton of guys – and they still put themselves in this position. You got to give them credit. There's there's some heart. There's character. There's grit. There's there's all the intangibles that you love. The one intangible that that they needed was the ability to close. They they're missing for this game their captain, two other top nine forwards, their starting and backup goaltender, arguably a top four defenseman. Well, certainly a top four defenseman in Eric Johnson. Right. And then, no, that's what I mean. So, and then, yeah. and then, a clear cut. I'm sorry, but a clear cut upgrade of, of a center Timmins, guy yeah. from from Connaughton to Timmins. Yep. And what kind of bad luck is it that they finally go with the youth and the youth gets hurt? Well, son I, of a. The Avs have three leads in this game, mm-hmm. and who's playing a ton of minutes when the Avs have a lead? Gabe Landeskog and Eric Johnson yeah. play a billion minutes when the Avs have a lead. And they couldn't hold on to one without him. Matt and Calvert it sucks. Too. It just Matt, Matt I mean, Calvert your, too. Your PK is terrible and you don't have you don't have your two, you don't have your top two goaltenders and you don't have your arguably your top two PKers in Eric Johnson and Matt Calvert. Yep. Top to bottom. Like I'm talking about firing Nolan Pratt, but Nolan Pratt's also working with half a deck. <laughs> well, we these mystery injuries. I wonder if we will ever like Calvert was uh, fine. Uh, Andre Andre doesn't have an eye in it. Sure doesn't. He's not <laughs> Russian. Sure is it. 
The king of the game is sadness. Yeah. yeah. It's despair. Can it be Eeyore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was... No? Okay. Matt Calvert. The DraftKings like, king of the game oh. is whoever bet on... Kivi Kiviranta, whatever his name is. Joel Kiviranta. That guy. Joel Kiviranta, if you bet any amount of money on him... Kriva Krasov You made many dollars today. The Avs yeah. got a hat trick scored on them by someone I've never heard of and may never play a full NHL like, season. You and I have a pretty... We go pretty deep. We got a pretty decent library of player knowledge. And the fact that we were both totally clueless as to what the hell a Joel Kiviranta is, is saying something. And for that guy to get a hat trick in a game seven sucks. That'd be like if Drys pulled that off or something right. like that. Right, yeah. <laughs> Except Dallas would know who Sheldon Dries was because they are the ones who initially signed him out of college. Mm-hmm. That would have been the only difference. <laughs> it was, I don't even know. Was he drafted by Dallas? It doesn't. It really doesn't matter. I know. I'm just curious. Yeah, no. He's an unsigned uh, or undrafted player. Uh, insanity. Actual insanity. Honestly, Ben, the answer should be yes. All of Cal Bowers, Byram, and Timmons should all be on the Avs next year. Uh, yep. How much are you going to hear about why wasn't Cout in the bubble now? Because I'm sure everyone would have wanted him in there. I don't Do think you, it look, matters. Look, yeah. you, make your, you make your call. Yeah. They made a business decision. I tell you what. We can revisit that in three years at the end of the LC, and we'll see how much money they saved. I don't think it would have made a huge difference, but I could see that a lot of people are going to be wondering – now now that they had well, to go to what they're like 16th forward a or lot whatever. of people who are mad about it are just going to use this as reason to continue to be mad about it mm-hmm. and the people who are like eh, it's a business decision and it is what it is you can agree with it or you can disagree with it but it was a business call yeah they valued the elc over the 16th forward they rolled the dice it didn't go in their favor and that's something you know sometimes that's life man yeah we all make decisions we all roll the dice we all pick our spots to gamble. The Avs gambled on that one. Maybe it, maybe maybe Martin Cout is a huge upgrade over Sheldon Drys in this game. Probably is. He's a good player. Does it make a difference? I have no freaking idea. <laughs> nobody, nobody out there who's going to take a strong stance about this can tell you with any certainty how it would have gone. I mean, it, I, I said before the game, I just would have played 7-D anyway. And... I, uh, had a wild Look, card out there. Can that guy suit up and be a starting goaltender for you? If the answer is no, I can't definitively say how much of an impact they would have had. Yeah, yeah. we're we're sitting here and I'm we're all bummed, but I honestly thought this series was going to end four days ago when Hutchinson. As soon as I heard he was starting Game Five, I was like, okay, this is over. Same. <laughs> so the fact that they made it Gave this him, far is kind of crazy. Give, Give Michael Hutchinson credit. Yeah, he pushed it to seven he had, games. He had three games, and he was good in one, decent in the other, and bad in the other. And that's, you know. That's a third goalie. This is. I, I feel bad calling him bad today because I don't think he was. He, he wasn't was, good. He was shaky, and, like, you give up five goals, and it's hard not to look at the goaltender and put some blame on it. And But if you go and you break them all down individually, you're like, eh, there's only really a couple that you really have a strong – my big problem was the fourth one. Yeah, the the, the rebound he gave up on the fourth one. In like, a, everything, everything about the team in front of him, a total disaster. Absolutely. But, but if he just swallows up that puck, 
that's why you play a goaltender is because the team in front of him is not going to be perfect all the time. If you get one big save in a critical moment, you win the hockey if game. If every like, single goal comes down to, well, what about the guys in front of him? You know what? They have breakdowns. They, they miss assignments. They screw things up. Yeah. It's why you pay a guy to wear all those pads. <laughs> it is. It's... Both goalies were bad. That was yeah. a bad yeah. game. Kudobin well, was Kudobin, awful. Kudobin didn't have an. He didn't have a. He didn't have a good series at all. Both those. There were so many times in that game where the puck just hit the goalie, and both of them were like, "I have no idea where it is." The best was when they had that replay of Michael Hutchinson, where the rebound went off of him, and the puck went one way, and his head <laughs> went the complete opposite direction, and you were just like, "This is a disaster." Ah. I don't know. We have a bunch of sponsors. Green Mountain Dental Group. Go get your teeth done. Colorado Rugby, if you want to watch a sport that isn't soul shattering. Uh, Just bone shattering? Yeah, bone shattering only. Arguably better than this soul. Soul, soul. Soul's not in play. Yeah, exactly. Only hurts physically. I could, I could deal with some of that right now. Uh, WGT Golf, if you want to blow off some steam on the digital golf course, Spreckenridge Brewery. Yeah, the Avs were 6-0 coming into this game, protecting third-period leads. Yep. So this comment that's on the screen about not being able to hold a lead just frustrates me. Yeah, it, it's nonsense. The way that they played holding the lead on, what day was that now? Wednesday? Compared to today where they did not Wildly even make. different. They yeah. did not even try to enter the offensive zone. They held Dallas to nine shots zone. in the third period in that game. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that's a clinic. Yeah. That's exactly how you want to play. Where, hey, maybe the ice is a little bit tilted, but it's not tilted in a meaningful way. Yep. And you just gear it down, and you're, you you shut it down, and you make it easy for them. I mean, they made it really easy for Hutchinson in that game. The I don't know how these people could be happy about anything right now. Yeah. They're drinking, that's how. Um, I'm drinking, and I'm not happy about anything. The drinking is to get numb for me mostly at this point, but... It's you look at the way they play in the they played in that third period. They didn't even try to score. Is it any wonder they got that power play and they were just like completely out of it? They were in they had no sync whatsoever. Is and then of course they that penalty is a makeup call. It's just that's frustrating because they had every chance to win the game. Your own power play. Yeah, like like, nah. Look, we know you guys are gonna give a makeup call. We won't even just take the chance. Can we just be playing five on five? Seriously, just put six dudes out for the face off and be like, he's not getting off. You're going to have to call us for too many men. I don't. That would be awesome. (laughs) Sports suck. (laughs) And that's why they're so awesome. Yeah, I mean, somewhere in Dallas right now, there's there's some dude with three teeth who's having the day of his life. It's... Is that Alexander Radulov? Yeah, probably. (laughs) No, he's in Edmonton. True. They won that series, and Tyler Sagan was a ghost. Yeah. That's well, so and, frustrating. And to be honest with you, Ben and Radulov at even strength, also ghosts. Yeah. All of their damage was on the power play. They were great in, on the power play, and that, that was pretty much it. I don't – at five on five, this is a runaway win series for the Avs, even with poor goaltending. Yep. And we and all knew that. I think AJ said that in the se- preview of the series. The Avs yeah. just well, didn't do enough. They didn't kill any penalties, man. They no. didn't kill any penalties. They didn't. That's the one. <laughs> they didn't pull away. Far left on the middle row. Uh, this team had every opportunity. And no, the one above it. Yes. 
I don't know. Yeah, you can make the excuses, and I think the team oh, played great, but they couldn't get over the hump. Can can the stream see that, or is no. it just us staring into your pictures? <laughs> All right, great. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. It's look. I don't know. I don't know how to feel because. <laughs> look, the bottom line is you have a four-three lead with three and a half minutes and to you go. Lost. You got you got to close. Yeah. You got to close. You can't close. You can't feel sorry for yourself. You can't talk about injuries. You can't. You know what? Had they come out and they gotten waxed in this game, we'd be talking about injuries. Yep. But as it is, I just don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to. They're irrelevant. You have a four-three lead with three and a half minutes to go. It's on you. Yep. One hundred percent on them. It's on you, and it's credit to the Dallas Stars for getting the job done when the Avalanche couldn't. And that's the bottom line. It, it is uh, for this game in a nut in a vacuum. And that is absolutely the bottom line. And the mixed emotions come in because of how the Avs got here. And maybe even more so where the Avs are. Because despite all of my frustrations, besides, despite the up and down of this playoffs and writing them off and writing them back in seven different times, this team is going to be better next year. You know what? They have an opportunity to make it better next year, but we'll see where the rubber meets the road on how they want to balance future prospects versus present day competition. Because do you take a step back defensively if you put Paul Byram in there? Maybe. 100%. But the sooner you get that development started in the NHL, the sooner you let him get through those rookie mistakes, the sooner he's in year three kicking ass. And you're not sitting there going, well, where do we put him in the lineup? <laughs> you don't need to have that conversation. You know where you put him in the lineup? You put you put him in Ryan Graves' spot, and you make that your seventh day. This Seems is a cold-blooded. You're trying to win a Stanley Cup here. You're not trying to win friends. It's cold-blooded out there. And Ryan Graves, yo, Bud Light plus minus winner of the year, whatever the bullshit award is that he won. But the, the, the fact is, is that dude, as big as he is, shriveled up and disappeared into the postseason. He was bad in the playoffs, and that sucks. Because he's an awesome dude who was a great story and easy to root for. And if I keep jiggling my leg on this, it looks like Joe Sackick's agreeing with me. <laughs> Is he nodding or, or... Actually, it looks like he's disagreeing yeah, with me. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, AJ, I'm giving him a three-year deal worth $4 million. He's like, check your email. <laughs> <laughs> I... It... It sucks, but we watched Ryan Graves straight up not be able to hack it in these playoffs. Yeah. There's not really two ways about it. And Ian Cole went from having a perfectly strong, solid season as a third-pairing guy who, like, yes, overproduced offensively, but did his job. Mm -hmm. And then we got to the postseason. Where did it all he go? Was a ghost. Like, hey, you know what? I had no issues with him. In the round robin? Yeah, he was great in the round robin. I had only issues with him half the time against Arizona. And then I don't know that he played. He didn't play a good game. I, I think he had, I think he <laughs> had, I think game six, the defense as a whole was solid. Sure. And I thought Ian Cole was fine in mm -hmm. game six. But then there are six other <laughs> games where I've got problems. And that's frustrating. And, you know, when you put, you put a hard cap on your own talent... You put a hard cap on the returns that you get out of it. Yep. 
And, and that's, that's the route. You want to win a Stanley Cup, you got to get better. You can't run it back. You cannot run this back. You got to go and you got to be aggressive and continuing to address your needs. And if even if that just means let some of these guys walk, let Matt Nieto walk. I love the guy. You have to appreciate everything he did in Colorado. Guy rolled in and was on a line next to Matt Duchesne on day one and then is barely in the lineup by the end of his tenure because the team got that much better around him. Look, Logan O'Connor arguably made Look, This was a great training camp for him. Matt Nieto had a breakaway in this game. If he scores on it, the Avs probably win the game. And yeah. while True. no one is putting Matt Nieto high in score in his description, if you have a Martin Kaut that you can drop into that role and maybe he scores a little bit more often... Look, if you can min-max your roster by adding Martin Couch, Shane Bowers, and Logan O'Connor to your roster. Why wouldn't you? And, uh, you know, do you, take a, do you take a step back the first three months of the season? Probably. But do you take a bigger step forward as they get better and grow into, into legit NHLers? 100%. And then you go on to the defense. So you're talking about Timmons and Byram. And it's like, look, dude, just there's, there's lots of... There's lots of business things to consider here, but you have all these kids on hand. You either need to start bundling them up and turning them into star players to help your top end of the roster, or you need to just min-max your, your middle the, and bottom portions and stop spending money on them in free agency. The time it's for now. playing players that are just getting you by is over. Right. They can go but play for some bottom feeder team in the signing NHL. Signing a Pierre-Edouard Belmar this summer makes it, this no season, sense. It yeah. makes no sense. You go out, you need to improve upon things. You can't continue to tread water. Get better or get out. Yeah. And I... Honestly, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head, but a lot of this playoffs was a coming down to earth. We saw Ryan Graves fall down. We saw Vlad Nemesnikov almost entirely Can't disappear. Can't that guy. We saw Val Nechushkin's offense go away entirely, except for one game. Would you, uh, would you call 877 goals now and it was like a paint store? It was, it was a Norwegian... <laughs> cruise line scheduling thing literally he literally called 877 goals now <laughs> i called goal now for the because record. we were we were trying to figure out where the hell jt comfort was yep i called it and he showed up to be you fair don't, they don't put <laughs> pictures on milk cartons anymore so we called his actual hotline he we did he was not there i mean he did score a goal so there's that when did he score when in this game no he at least picked up a yeah. He tipped the it silly in. Yeah, he scores. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. They must have scored. And then it he wrong. took a penalty. Nemestikov got all the goals. That's yeah. true. Nemestikov did score twice. He got he got all four. Just give him all four. <laughs> it's fine. His agent would love that. Yeah. I, look, <laughs> well, I mean, if we're gonna look at a positive, who's the one guy of pretty much all of these guys that had career years who showed up in this game? Andre Burakovsky played out of his mind. Early on, he faded as the game went, but so did the F. Yeah. <laughs> that top line was, other than Miko's, it really faded the entire game. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> we're talking about all these injuries they have. I wonder how much of this leaks into next year because it's such a short offseason. Yeah. Allegedly, if, if assuming the NHL actually starts Didn't December even need Rube to get to the Western Conference Finals. All you had to do was protect the lead for three and a half minutes. Yep. Yeah. They couldn't protect it for 11 seconds, so... Where I was going is these injuries may force the Avs to just play a young guy. Like, EJ, you never know if, he, if that could be a long-term injury for all we know. 
Well, they might have to play a young be, guy to start the year next you year. You shouldn't anyway. be relying on Eric Johnson for good health anyway. You yeah. already know that guy. They, were, prone. they yeah. were already in a weird limbo with him where it was like his importance has been on the decline the last couple of years. That'll continue next year. But if you get a Byram in there and you get a Timmons in there and you start putting these guys actually into these meaningful roles and you start letting it look one fewer minutes means Eric Johnson has fewer opportunities to get himself hurt doing something. Doing something totally innocuous and hockey related. Like, it just sucks, but the guy finds a different way to get injured every year. Yep. And you limit you limit the ice time, you limit all these opportunities, that's great. The upgrade the upgrade from Ryan Graves to Eric Johnson as your fifth best defenseman is not insignificant. Mm-hmm. So get to getting. Get to putting get to get to getting four guys that you can drop in front of Eric Johnson. Go sign Alex Petrangelo. Let's not have this problem anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want that. I don't. <laughs> look. Totally. This is this is it for the bubble, for the Evs. They're done. Um, so you already saw the, the graphic. Sadness is the king of the game. And it should have been the Jaguars guy, GIF. That was the entire series for me. I don't. That look. series made no sense. Like, I said to Andre halfway through that game I bet the coaches looked down at all their players and were like you guys aren't listening anyway just go do whatever the hell like just get through this game like that game was just chaos that entire series how many goals were there in that series too many <laughs> uh, 57 that's insane that team could not I score I don't know if that's true it's, it's probably not far off I like honestly made up a number. I believed it too <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many goals I hope that's were, exactly dude. right, actually. I, 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 I but idea. look, this is... I'm going to go be sad for the rest of the night. Because... I, I tell you, we get to not, like, critically watch Vegas, Vancouver. Yeah. We get to just sort of... I'm going to just on. slump around. Sit I can't on my drive c- anywhere, so... Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to eat some nachos and we can turn the TV back on because I didn't want to watch 6,000 replays of bet. Joel Kibbe yeah. Bronta. Putting that, putting that Pete DeBoer labeled sword through my back. <laughs> Can someone put on Law and Order? <laughs> yeah. Is it on again? Can yeah. Somebody put it back on. Can Can Ice T solve the mystery of why the Abs can't close in a game seven? I hope so. <laughs> somebody. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Fifty-seven. That Are you serious? <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're fucking, you're fucking with no, me. No, 57. You're, I don't believe you. It, I swear to God. I don't believe you. That's... Wow. That's so fucking weird. I don't know. I don't. We're off the rails. I don't know. I mean, what else do we say? Yeah. Does anybody have any questions? We're, we're still, we still have a whole segment. This is the last time we get to do, do we? This. How long have we been on this show? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's hang around for a sure, few more. Sure, we this got is our, questions. This is our last hurrah. Come, come mourn with us, right now. Yeah. What, do you have any questions? The PK is better. Yep. If Landon Calvi are in the game, I honestly I think the Avs probably win it. The but. PK. I think not only is the PK better, but you're not so reliant on double shifting Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. That 
the they don't grind themselves into dust. They're not so tired at the end of the third period. I would say if Landy is out there on that fourth goal, the two wingers are not completely out of the picture. Right. Landy would Landy's have been back always there somewhere. Gonna be in the picture at, of to help out defensively. because that was like a four on two at that point because of all the turnovers. So Landy, I think, you know, hopefully people do not take for granted just what he does out there defensively. Even in last game where he was turning it over. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. Dude, um, I might just stay up in this set and drink and watch yeah, the it's Vegas good thing game. the game like, started at 9 a.m. You and I have the same idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there is a Law & Order marathon on, guys. If you want to <laughs> go for it. Uh, <laughs> you have I don't to, even know what's happening. The only way to work through the pain is to just put yourself in it. And Law & Order is in yeah. pain. <laughs> what are the best options for improving the goalies? There are going to be Go get Matt Murray. five shows in the offseason about that. Go get Matt Murray. Is he an upgrade? That's what I don't get. Like, I don't know. I don't even think he is an upgrade. I don't know upgrade. that That's he's an thing. upgrade. But you know what? He's a 26-year-old who's won two Stanley Cups. I will roll I'll the tell dice. you what he is an upgrade over. He's an upgrade over Pavel Frantzos. I think it would cost them Grubauer. I'd rather... But if, I could see where they would prefer Francois because he's on a cheap contract. And he's on a contract that already applies for the but expansion. But you're not paying Matt Murray $5 million to be your backup anyway. so Sure, but you could pay Philip Grubauer three and a half, three and a half yeah. to be yeah. the backup for one year before he decides to go out and find greener pastures. And then you have Adam Warner take his job as the backup. Evan, is that you? Is that your comment? Yeah, or is that a different Evan? <laughs> Patting myself on the Why back. Why do you guys have the best average <laughs> coverage? And, uh, you know, I don't know that we have. Best average coverage. Uh, average coverage. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, man. I've had I've had a few. I don't know that we do. We weren't in Edmonton. We don't we don't ask tons of questions during pressers. Do we have the best coverage? Are we not? Are are we are we too new media and not old media enough? These are all the existential what? questions we have to tackle uh, in the off season. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that we have the best abs coverage in the world. I will tell you, you can't go anywhere else and find us here talking, win or lose, five days a week, yeah. every single week. Abs playing, abs off season, abs in the middle of a <laughs> pandemic. I'm sorry, but we missed one show during the pandemic. Yeah. Where hockey didn't exist, and we're still here talking abs five days a week. You can you can argue you can argue about preferred quality but we show up yep we here we out here we gonna be out here and we have fun he says yeah. super dryly <laughs> and we have fun i don't know how much fun we had today but sometimes <laughs> well, we have you know fun what? We had if, about, if the abs were not involved in that game that would have been like the craziest game we to had about 56 ever. minutes of true fun. true that's uh ugh. And four minutes of not fun. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I say that because I had already accepted what was going to happen in overtime. Whatever you want to call that overtime, I don't think it was fun. <laughs> I, you know what? It, it, it just felt like Minnesota all over again. I was it just, did. I was just yeah. waiting for the inevitable. And Yeah, you knew. As soon me, as Dallas had a sustained yeah. zone time, it was like, eh, okay. But that's... Uh, that's part of hockey. I don't. The losses hurt. The losses are supposed to hurt. Yeah. 
That means when you win, and it you feels know what? good. We shouldn't. You shouldn't take. You should not take for granted the fact that this team got to game seven. No. In overtime of the second round. It's hard to win playoff series. It's hard to get to the postseason. It's hard to do that stuff year after year after year. This is the first year that you could say their progress was not definitively linear. Yep. Look, and even then, you could make the argument that, hey, they got one period closer because they got <laughs> they to, overtime, to overtime and they weren't trailing in the third period this time of this game seven. So, hey, next year they win it in six. And I hope it's Dallas. I hope Colorado and Dallas play each other a bunch of times. There are... Just kidding. Never play them again. They're they're cursed. There are 24 teams in the NHL that didn't make it this far. Yeah. The Avs are one of the seven best teams in the NHL. And this was a year where they were so catastrophically injured at every turn. Yeah. And they just kept chugging along. Yeah. They were easy to root for because of that. Yeah. And even in even in the postseason, I mean, you look at it, they start losing you lose you lose your starting goaltender in the first period of game 1 of the second round and you just kept going. Yep. They just and they just they just kept fighting, they just kept going uphill, they just kept doing their thing and you know you could be upset about the loss, but if you can't respect that, yeah. then you're either truly not a fan or you're just a dick. I cannot believe yep. the injuries came back. Like, I, thought, did, I thought that we were in, over that. It was insane. You knew no. there were going to be a couple, but there to just get swamped. Injuries. Yeah. But for it to be seven of them in one series, it's just absurd. Just like, what the hell is this? Like, Jared Bednar, the day before game one of the series, was like, everyone's available. Yeah. And then Matt Calvert is gone. Like, the whole series. during warm-ups. Yeah, he took <laughs> the warm-ups and then bamfed out. Don Scoy's still kind of a mystery as well. Some things, I, EJ a little bit more clear, Grubauer a little bit more clear, but still freak things like Landy. There's no, no one has any control over that. Yeah. yeah. It's, I worry about that one just because a, I mean, a, a, a late cut like, is bad. We always talk about, I can't believe it doesn't happen more often when players getting cut with skates. And then when it happens, you're like, well, this never happened. How could this have happened? <laughs> I feel like, I feel like this is the Eric Andre meme. <laughs> Who could have possibly That's done this? Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I guess we're nearing the end of the show, but I don't, I don't want to go anywhere because yeah, that means the yeah. season's over. We're done, and you and I are gonna, you know, we're gonna lick our wounds, and we all have writing to do and and work to do, videos to do, and stuff like. I can tell you I'm not I'm not in a hurry to get my recap yeah. up. Yeah. I'm, I'll tell you right now, my video will be up in the morning. Like, yeah, I'll do series grades, and it'll be in the morning. Because I don't... I my don't, recap will be up before all of that, but... Yeah. <laughs> I, it will not be any... It will not be timely, which, you know, new media, right? <laughs> Lazy bums. It sucks because it feels like this... With how weak the Western Conference felt, yep. this felt like a chance to A year to you just, could make it. Yep. There's no real power out and, last. I mean, to be honest, I think Tampa is rolling to the finals and, and winning everything anyway. But I, well, I'm not picking anybody against Tampa Bay. Yeah. They look monstrous. Yeah. but They look like they're finally living up to their potential. But then they always do until the day that they stop. 
what what's happening with Stamkos? Is he like? I don't, you they're talk doing about injuries. This. That guy has just been gone, and they have not cared. He was in that sick off-season video when they <laughs> that they put together, and then everyone got COVID or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> then they're like, okay, we're shutting down camp. Everyone's got COVID. It, I don't like. I feel like I should say some big end of season speech thing or whatever, but we're gonna be back on Monday. Yeah. With with normal coverage. I, is Monday a holiday? Everybody keeps talking about it being a yeah, long. It's Labor, Labor Day, Day, I think. Oh, okay. But we'll be back because Great. it's what we do. Um, but I like I don't know I like I said at the start of the show this is my first year covering the Avs professionally, and I'd like to thank everyone at DNVR first of all for the opportunity. Um, it's been an amazing season, even if it didn't end the way everyone wanted. Uh, and that's, that's as much about all of the people watching right now or, or listening after. We wouldn't be here without any of you guys. The and pods are fun. Yeah, absolute blast. I've absolutely loved getting into the live shows. And, and this is not something I ever thought I'd be able to make a career out of. But I'm here. And we are here. And all of you watching are here together. Not gonna not going anywhere. It, it's it's gonna keep happening, but the I The season ended, we didn't die. We didn't <laughs> die. But that's what I'm saying. I this feels weird because I'm gonna be here on Monday yeah. doing the same show, not all teary eyed. But it still sucks that it's done. <laughs> but in this form, yeah, there, you only get one rookie season, and yeah. my rookie season is over. And with the pandemic, I'm sure it felt like three years. <laughs> it almost was. Yeah, a I know. Year. It's okay. We still have Breck Brew. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I I'm sad it's over, and I'm super happy. It that sucks the way that it ended. The man. future is coming though. Like yeah, it sucks, but the future is so bright. It's so exciting, and I I'm struggling internally with both of those emotions at the same time. So yeah, thank you to everybody. I don't know. I I can't thank everyone at the same time. I I'll miss names top to bottom, but I wouldn't be here without so many people. And I can't wait to watch the Avs win a championship sometime in the next couple of years. That's all I got, boys. We're out of here for the day, I suppose. We won't be back. I've Look, because it's what we do, the draft coverage is going to be off the chain for the next month. So get ready. Sorry, production team. Yeah, get, <laughs> production team, get ready to go to work. It's coming. <laughs> We're out of here. I'm just kidding. I'm not sorry at all. If you want to come, in like three uh, weeks. Quick turnaround. It's in a month, dude. Yeah. Pour one out. Have a drink. The DNVR bar is basically empty now. If you want to come down and have a sadness drink, yeah, kick that Stars fan out before it uh. even started. <laughs> <laughs> I watched him walk past me. I was, we are at capacity, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody has a great weekend. We're gonna get out of here and thank you one last time. Until next season, go abs.